0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network's refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 25th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our two of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property. And to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we as the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America is our guide. And as you know, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday, a quick recap of yesterday's show, by the way. Uh, We had Brian Rust on russconninggift.com doing a great job. I called Brian Rust, a.k.a. Dr. Money, because he uh, really helps you get constitutional currency. So Dr. Money was on with us. And we talked about the Honest Money Report. We talked about a growing number of experts are now calling on the U.S. government to recognize natural immunity. Yeah, that's right. CDC vaccination schedules should recognize natural immunity as well, they're now saying. We also talked about the losing battle to fix gold at $35 Mises Institute. And it's interesting, gold used to be $35 an ounce back in like the 1960s. Uh, but you know what? Then now, silver is $37 an ounce. How long will it be till copper is $37 an ounce? And silver is skyrocketed above that. Uh, you can see the meltdown in our economy and in our society at every level as we've jettisoned dishonest money. In fact, Janet Yellen and others at the Federal Reserve are now putting together new policies to eliminate paper money altogether, reports WND.com. A cashless society, U.S. Democrats are proposing a, quote, digital dollar only. Democrats are pushing cashless currency legislation. Forbes reporting on this as well. China's digital money to be the ultimate financial censorship tool. But ladies and gentlemen, let's not fall for the headlines. It's Republicans involved in the swamp as much as it is democrats make no mistake about that reality check please how can we fight against a cashless society you ask well that's going to be tough ladies and gentlemen you got to put together board barter plans with your buddies i'll tell you that right now i care not who controls a nation's political affairs so long as i control her currency that's the thug Rothschild with that statement ladies and gentlemen Chinese state media accidentally released censorship rules on Ukraine-Russia coverage. Glenn Beck argues that the American way of life will not survive the Great Reset. We better reverse course. Boy, Glenn's right once in a while, isn't he? We also second hour had our guest on Pete Sepp of the National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org. And we talked about uh, back in July 2019, the Taxpayers First Act, TFA, made a lot of difference. We also created the Office of the Taxpayer Advocate. Really, we need to reduce and shut down the audit and and, and end the IRS. But in the meantime, we're doing the best we can, I guess, right? The top 10 most tax-friendly states we talked about. Utah made the list. We also talked about the cost of living index by state. Critical topics on your radio always. And that's a recap of yesterday's show. First hour today, we are talking to Chris Carlson about can you connect the dots and start to see the big picture. We talked about Black Lives Matter and how the government's going after you for not wearing a mask. But Black Lives Matter can have literally billions and trillions in funding, no problem. What's up with that? That's a great question. The first hour on today's show drilled into those details big time. Check it out if you have the mind to listen. It'll be up not too long after the broadcast today. But News Tonight, which refused to use, continues this hour with Dr. Scott Bradley. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir.
2: Well, thank you very much. I mean, already you've uh, touched upon about 15 subjects that are uh, rich in abundant discussion points. Uh, you know, particularly, you know, the checks and balances, the idea of uh, uh, honest money. I mean, I've got plenty of stories to tell about some of those things. But before we jump in, uh, you know as is often my habit, I, I get, you know I guess I do this for some of the folks in Florida maybe that are they just don't know what they're missing by not being out here in these mountain valleys. Uh 12 degrees right now, light snow on the ground. Um we're talking uh, a frosty the snowman morning. And and you guys out in Florida are probably eating oranges off the trees. But uh <laughs> Just, just need to know that uh, you know spring will come out here too, and we'll we'll have a delightful summer ultimately. But yeah, we're we're uh, we're in the cold belt right now. So, in fact, I did a radio program Thursday night up in Alaska, and uh, their weather reports. I mean, they were reporting like 32 degrees and stuff like that, and we were 14. I mean, it was like holy cow. So <coughs> sometimes uh, the elevation and the The mountain valleys do get fresh.
1: There you have it,
2: ladies and gentlemen. We're grateful
1: for the seasons, though, and tis the season year-round to tell the truth, and that's why we're truth-tellers on your radio. I want to talk to Dr. Bradley about a couple of things relating to this invasion of Ukraine. No doubt it's heinous. No doubt it's evil. No doubt it's a problem. But, ladies and gentlemen, I have a different take than probably anybody else. I have a founding father-esque take. We'll discuss that in a second. But the stock markets plummeted Thursday after Russia invaded Ukraine, causing, they say, global energy prices to surge. So the stock market plummeted, but the energy prices surged and the equity markets plunged. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, for example, dropped about 800 points uh, alone, Dr. Bradley
2: you know, it's interesting to me, these, uh, all these reports about stocks and stuff like that, I, I, I really discount any truth in those, and, and here's kind of why. Everything is based upon a false economy of fiat money. Money created stroke of a pen or a, a stroke of a keyboard or something like that. And so what, what happens is we have a false impression about a climbing stock market, for example. Uh, that's based upon um, well we've pumped some more money in so there's more money chasing the stocks so the stock prices go up and the idea that that there's a, a tangible asset with with a piece of paper is 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 a fallacious thought and and you know the, the paper mongers as some of the founding fathers used to call them uh, they're they're chasing a false economy but uh, but because they get people kind of bought into the system. Uh, they're able to reap their rewards and get out before the paper crumbles back to nothing. So I guess uh, the stock market stuff, if if, if uh, stuff like a tangible asset, an oil price, an energy uh, unit, whatever they're using to measure it, has uh, has taken a hit, I can see why there's problems with, with some of these things. For example, our, our whole economy is based upon our ability to to produce goods. Uh, The production of goods takes energy. The movement of goods takes energy. The purchase of goods to go out and get them and install them and everything else like that. Oil is in carpet for example. I mean everything is tied to our energy and, and what has been happening is a war on the natural economy of the United States. So this stuff that's happening right now, even the surging of silver and gold I mean, back in the original days, uh, back uh, back in 1792, uh, gold was 15 times the price of silver, and and now it's way out of whack for that. We're talking 70 or 80 times probably. But the That's fact right. of the matter is, there's gold hasn't changed, silver hasn't changed, platinum hasn't changed, oil hasn't changed. Really, what what we're looking at is is a pumping up of the economy with false dollars that have been created out of thin air, and and we've done a plethora of that in recent, well, not just last two years, but decades. And so what we have is is a false impression. People say, oh, goodness, look how much I made on my silver. Well, your silver is still silver. It doesn't do anything more or less than it did before. And by the way, I've got some interesting stories about uh, controlling the economy and the the Cassius Society, and what Pancho Villa in Mexico did uh, a little over 100 years ago and his efforts to prevent the people from controlling their own economy by having real money. And and he blew the, the silver mine shut. There were some very, very rich silver mines in Mexico. 90% of the nuggets are br- they're, they're brought out with the same percentage of silver in them as a, a, a minted coin. And he blew the, the mine shut so the people could not control their exchange. And that was something that's happening today with the effort to go with a cashless society so that they can manipulate and, and jack everything around the way they want to. And, and the Mexican people, again, Pancho Villa was a communist. Plain, clear, he was a red flagger. He was attempting to establish a communist nation south of the border of the United States. What a disaster that would have been. Now the United States is well along its socialist path, too. But, but but that was understood even by a rough-and-ready cowboy communist, Pancho Villa, and uh, his buddies in his uh, uh, communist effort. But but they tried to control the economy like it's happening today. We're aware of, of these things and learn from history. Hang tight,
1: ladies and gentlemen. We'll come back. I want to get into this unjust war. And I want to get into how disingenuous it is, even for simple viewers on the surface. We'll talk about it with Dr. Scott Bradley in seconds on your radio. <laughs>
0: Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio.
1: All right, Dr. Scott Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about this invasion of Ukraine by Russia. You know, you got to question the details surrounding this big time. Let me give you kind of some points. I believe we have an unjust war going on here. uh, But I also believe that the United States should stay out of it. We ought to have a humble foreign policy. But we're involved big time. Here's what the details are. Moscow relies on the money that it makes by selling oil and gas, right? That energy fuels Europe's economy. So Russia makes a bunch of money on oil and gas that fuels Europe's economy. It heats its homes as well. So they say the punishing sanctions that the United States and European Union have so far announced against Russia for its, quote, invasion of Ukraine, including shutting the government and banks out of global financial markets, restricting technology exports, and freezing assets of influential Russians, but noticeably missing from that reality, that list of sanctions, is a reprisal that might cause Russia the most pain that would be choking off the export of russian fuel now don't get me wrong i'm not saying that we ought to do that i'm merely ex- showing you the truth about they're going far enough to make it look on the surface like they're going after russia and sanctioning them and hey, you know what, Biden's gonna meet with the G6, other people, so the G7's gonna meet and they're gonna figure out what to do to stop Russia, how dare they, and on the stage they make it sound great, but no one's tampering with the real transfer of energy to the European Union by Russia because they don't wanna really stop the, well, they don't wanna punish the victims, right? But the problem is, who are the victims? Is it Ukraine? Is it Russia? Is it Europe? As Dr. Bradley wisely pointed out, is it us at the United States because the stock market plunged and we all lose money in the stock market? Okay, where are the victims? And this is kind of the part of the problem why our founding fathers really warned us to avoid foreign entanglements like the plague, Dr. Bradley. But we seem to just love to be right at the center of it
2: every single time. You know, there's so much we could talk about. Uh, The Westphalian Treaty of 1648 prohibits nations from interfering in the internal affairs of other nations, which is the basis of how we even declared our independence. If we became independent, nobody could mess with our internal affairs. And that's been the basis of of nations. And, And we've made a great effort to involve ourselves internally with all those kinds of things from The United Nations going forward and, and, uh, of course, the NATO and and the efforts of the treaties and everything like that are doing this. This is such a a disaster. I'm absolutely convinced that that the true narrative of what has gone down has never been exposed at this point. Now, this is heinous. Uh, Warfare is the most onerous burden any nation engages in. It's institutionalized, legalized, mass murder. And everything else moral goes down the tubes with, with that kind of approach to things. But but you look at some of these um, the stories that are coming out, and I, I guess I have to scratch my head. We get uh, the drums of war get beaten constantly with a, a narrative that, that does not reflect the truth. I mean, you go back to the, the Gulf of Tonkin incident the, that uh, that basically gave LBJ and McNamara the opportunity to send a half a million people immediately almost into Southeast Asia and resulted in the deaths of 58,000 of our fellow citizens, millions of Vietnamese, hundreds of thousands, and literally millions if you count the Vietnamese being And made. what
1: did we accomplish? Nothing, Nothing but the war
2: machine. And, and the, the uh, uh, war machine, the industrial complex that makes money on it. There is, there is money made. Follow the money. But, but the fact is, I mean, you can look at uh, what was said about Assad a few years ago in, in uh, Syria and at the behest of Israel. I believe Israel uh, or Israel operatives were involved in some of the heinous things that happened, chemical warfare against citizens of Assyria, those fuel air bombs that, uh, that destroyed large blocks of territory there in their cities, I believe those were, were set off by provocateurs that were trying to offend. Uh, they get the world's uh, psyche against Assad and bring everybody together against him. I, I, I just, you know, everything that happens, I have to scratch my head and say there's more to hide this story. I mean, and I don't understand why when, and again, neither one of them's right, when Putin sends missiles and aircraft against um Ukraine, uh, why people don't get up in arms when Israel sends stuff against Lebanon and Syria or Saudi Arabia sends against Yemen. Um, it's, it's an inconsistent story, and, and there's so much we could take from the Founding Fathers' words about how we blind ourselves with improper beliefs about people that we have we have uh, kind of the image they can do no wrong. And others that can do no right right and so we have these envenomed collisions and i don't i don't know sam there's just so little truth in this truth is probably the first casualty of war it's the first death probably of war and and here we are getting engaged in something that that truly truly violates everything that we were pled with about the founding fathers about not getting engaged in things in the world that would draw us into that most onerous burden a nation uh, experiences. Now, by the way, these economic sanctions, you know, in the 73rd Federalist paper, um, Hamilton said "A, a power over a man's support is a power over his will. And in the 79th, he said a power over a man's subsistence amounts to a power over his will. So a couple of times Hamilton brought this idea up about what economics do. And, uh, and is economics much less than, than an act of war, or is it an act of war?
1: And, and See, I would Brits. submit to you that it's an act of war, especially when you are breaching the sovereignty of other nations and breaching the agreements of other nations. See, exactly. I don't know why we have control over the banking reality of russia and or ukraine where do we get banking authority to freeze bank accounts and to lock down dignitaries or lock down um wealthy people or you know in in these countries or where do we get the authority just to decide that we're godlike and we can swoop in and control their finances Uh, literally it's an act of war without question it's beyond debate dr bradley
2: well i i have a similar opinion about that and and that's exactly what the Brits did. That actually ultimately drove us to the War of 1812. They were trying to control our economy by our trade, and and so if you embargo or you block or you um, sink whatever, I mean, seize Freeze, ships, at sea. seize right. Uh, anyway, the 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 point of the matter is that that's what drove us to the War of 1812. This this um, economic war that the Brits were engaging against. It's what drove China to war against Britain a couple of times in the 1800s when the Brits were pillaging the economic strength of of China through the biggest drug cartel that's ever existed on the earth. The British royalty was involved in, in, people say, oh, the China war, or the opium wars. Oh, that was the, the Chinese trying to do something wicked with drugs. No, the Chinese were trying to prevent drugs from coming into their country, and they called out the Brits for doing it, the Brits for pillaging their silver, if you will, out of their country by selling, uh, and, you know, drugs to them. It was economic warfare, and the Chinese said no, and the Brits pushed back, and they crushed the Chinese effort to stop that. Uh, you you look at what what's happening anywhere in the world that we're doing this. We look at what happened with with Japan just before World War II. The United States engaged in an economic embargo with Japan. We ended up having Pearl Harbor. There's always blowback on these things, and the United States has no justification in doing any of the things that's happening. It's all in favor of the narrative that they've created about this. Again, I'm not saying Putin's a lily-white kind of uh, you know knight in shining armor that's trying to save the Russian ethnics in southeast Ukraine, which is maybe something that's happening like that, but but all these other things that, that happened, there's just falsehood told. I mean, what was happening in Syria was not the truth. What was happening, in, what has happened in Lebanon, what has been going on in Yemen. I, I don't believe that, that we know what's really going on in Iraq or, or uh, Afghanistan, for that matter. We ha- and we shouldn't be engaged in things that are being, that we're being fooled. And we are We're talking us. about unjust wars with Dr. Scott
1: Bradley, ladies and gentlemen. His website, Freedom's, I'm sorry, his lifelong goal and Collegiate Series, right? To preserve the nation. His website, Freedom'sRisingSun.com. Dr. Scott Bradley in seconds on Liberty Roundtable live.
0: Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with
2: Lance Pride. We stand with the brave people of Ukraine. We fully support Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity, its right of self-defense, and its right to choose its own path. And this ends the public part of the meeting. So then I ask the media to leave the room and we continue in just a second.
6: Moments ago, NATO leader Jens Stolenberg. President Biden is meeting virtually with NATO heads of state for a summit to discuss the security situation in and around Ukraine. Although it's not official yet... President Biden has selected D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson as his nominee to succeed retiring justice Stephen Breyer, making history by picking a black woman for the nation's highest court. That comes from two sources familiar with the situation. They told that to Politico. Thanks for listening and at you. we are USA Radio News. Fever is a
7: potential sign of COVID or the flu. And the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at That's exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature.
6: The greatest radio shows of all time. Frank Sinatra
1: as Rocky Fortune.
6: Classic
8: Radio Theater.
1: Matt Dillon, United States Marshal.
6: The story of Dr.
7: Kildare.
8: The Pepsodent Show starring
4: Bob Hope. The greatest radio shows of all time. Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. On this radio station or wherever podcasts are served, just by searching for Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. That's Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox
6: people of the free world unite
8: there's been a global show of support for the people of Ukraine in Beirut in Rome and in New York City this demonstrator came from that country
4: not only about Ukraine, it's about everybody out there. Please
8: help our families. And even people in Russia turning out by the thousands to decry their country's invasion as emotional calls for protests grew on social media. Around 1,700 people in 54 Russian cities were detained. Almost 1,000 of them were in Moscow. Hundreds of posts came in on social media condemning Moscow's most aggressive actions since the 1979 invasion of Afghanistan. Vladimir Putin had called the attack a special military operation. This was a false claim that the U.S. had predicted would be a pretext for invasion. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King.
6: USA Radio News.
0: Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-gooders to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable.
1: So we're talking about unjust wars, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's unjust that Russia invaded Ukraine. It's wrong. But I also think it's even more unjust for the freest nation in the world that should understand these principles of non-aggression, non-intervention. I don't know why we think we need to be involved at all. Where do we think we get authority to breach the sovereignty of other nations? Where do we think we get the authority to manipulate the banking reality of other nations? Okay, Moscow relies on the money that it makes from the European Union. They've got a relationship there that if you could use wisely, might avert war even. Might bring better reason to the discussions. But you have whacked out Joe that can't even talk negotiating with Vladimir Putin? You've got the government of the United States threatening, intimidating, sanctioning acts of war in and of themselves. Is Ukraine a repeat of Afghanistan? Dr. Bradley?
2: Well, I, uh, you know, it's it's funny. We, that's not funny. It's tragic. We extricate ourselves from one thing just to hop in another, out of the frying pan into the fire environment. <clears throat> And truly um, I mean you look at the sixty ninth Federalist paper, for example, Hamilton uh, in very clear detail talks about the war making powers and how the executive has zero powers to do so and and as you point out, we have uh, sleepy Joe doing his thing or somebody else's thing that's pulling his strings because I'm not sure he realizes which bedroom he wakes up in every morning but but the point of the matter is, the uh, the executive is is pulling strings now that are that are truly acts of war. He's pushing this into a war footing, and of course the narrative that the um, is being told almost universally in the the media is is encouraging that. And you hear the the weeping women and the crying children and everything in the background, and honestly. Those are not how you make a decision in, in the nation. The emotion uh, is an issue, certainly, and, and it, it moves hearts. But the fact of the matter is we have a deliberative process that we use. And, of course, we haven't used it since we got in the United Nations. Uh, there's been uh, an abrogation of all the responsibility of the, the legislative. legislative has the power to declare war. No one else does. There's no treaty. There's no executive power. There's nothing in there. The legislative must exercise or not, and they do the deliberation. They look at the justice and the cost and all the issues that are associated with it, and they do their due diligence, and then they vote up or down in a solemn vote that says we're committing the blood, the fortune, and the sacred honor of this nation to this. And uh, usually that deliberative process results in cooler heads, prevailing saying we don't have a justification but we, we've got to take the you know favorite nation status um, when you and I were back in Washington DC about six years ago I don't know if you recall but when we were uh, in the Senate we were uh, back in the peanut gallery observing the Ukrainians were lobbying there full for force for full support of the United States and and honestly the Ukrainian leadership are oligarchs these guys are uh, no better, in my opinion, than, than Putin. They're self-centered, egotistical, money-grubbing individuals that are doing this for their own purposes. And the Ukrainian people are, again, the pawns in this thing. And And we could go at length uh, about, uh, I probably ought to get that quotation out and just take me a minute to find it, but St. But George Tucker uh, talked at length about the, the the concerns about warfare and why the founding fathers handled it the way they did, and uh, and the uh, it was to prevent the people from suffering. Here's the quotation. If we've got just a minute, oh, yeah, I think we do. Okay, <coughs> okay. The power of declaring war with all of the train, its train of consequences, direct and indirect. Forms the next branch of the power confided to Congress, make a note of that people, and happy it is for the people of America that it is so vested. The term war embraces the extremes of human misery and iniquity, and is alike the offspring of the one and the parent of the other. What else is the history of war from the earliest ages to the present moment but an afflicting detail of the sufferings and calamities of mankind resulting from the ambition, usurpation, animosities, resentments, piques, intrigues, avarice, rapicity, oppressions, murders, assassinations, and other crimes of the few possessing power. How rare are the instances of a just war! How few of those which are thus denominated have had their existence in a national injury! The personal claims of the sovereign are confounded with the interest of the nation Over which he presides, and his private grievances or complaints manifested, excuse me, transferred to the people who are thus made the victims of a quarrel in which they have no part, and they become principal to it by their sufferings. War would be banished from the face of the earth were nations instead of princes to decide upon their necessity. Injustice can never be the collective resentment of a people emerged from barbarianism. Happy the nation, where the people are the arbiters of their own interests and their own conduct. Happy were it for the world did the people of all nations possess this power. That's the power that was granted to this nation constitutionally. And this idea of of the power mongers bringing the people into the conflict, everybody suffering because of it. Our nation's going to suffer this at uh, the very least economically and and we we don't have a monkey in this game we it's not our monkey it's not our dog in the fight it's not it's it's simply a complete perversion of the war making power the most onerous burden and the most amazing awesome force that a nation holds is its war making power and, and the united states dabbles in it constantly and again, follow the money, look who wins, the the warmongers, the, the uh, military-industrial complex. And right now, I mean, in our home state, Sam, we have uh, uh, numerous F-35s that have been deployed and are on the flank, if you will, of Russia, flying the air there. It's like, okay, so we're out looking for a way to bump into these people and have a cause of war, ultimately, that could justify people in their minds saying, oh, look at that, they shot down one of our F-35s. Boy, what an aggressive, horrible act of war. Oh, man, we're in this all the way. Roll your sleeves up, people. We're going to go against Russia. It's, it's not our war. It's not our dog to fight. And and here we are. They're, they're beating the war drums, and Americans are being sucker-punched into this thing by emotion that I think has been contrived. So it's, it's, there's no doubt about it. Now, there's an
1: interesting article in World Net Daily uh, written by Art Moore that I think is relevant here. Here's the single most important thing Biden can do to counter Vladimir Putin. Okay. The Russian leaders' coffers are full. Okay. This idea, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, we can sanction him won't do any good. Noting Providence has given us the United States. The most rich land, right? We have the stockpiles of oil and natural gas and everything else. We could do this. We could go. Biden could just simply say, look, I'm not getting involved in the war. I'm not sanctioning anybody, but here's what I'm going to do. He could go to the Germans and other European nations and promise energy security. Said KT McFarland, Trump's former advisor, you could go to them and say that. You could go to other nations, right? And you could say similar things. Biden Sam- could say buy cheap, clean, American natural gas. You could go to the Asians and say, I'm going to supply you with energy as well. In other words, you could do things that are free market and just say, look, we're not getting involved, but we are going to promote what we have and what we do. Um, another way to avoid the catastrophe is to lead with peace. And lead by example and say, look, we don't engage in foreign affairs. We don't breach sovereign nations. We don't. There's a lot we could do that could change this game, Dr. Bradley.
2: You know, I, I hear what they're saying, but that is not the free market. When the leader of a nation backs some economic solution for somebody else, let the free market bring it forward. And, and to say that Biden has the control over America's resources, our, our oil industry, for example, that's a socialist, fascist perspective. Let's hear what J- uh, uh, John Quincy Adams said about this. When we All right, let's to come back break. and dig into this, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm not suggesting
1: that the government needs to produce the oil and gas. I'm just simply saying that what we need to do is tell the world we're open for free market business and have governments get out of the way. We'll talk about that, too. That may be not what KT McFarlane was talking about. It's all how it's carried out. We'll talk about it with Dr. Scott Bradley in seconds. The spirit of the
4: American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of Cowboy's spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo Calendar. Order online From rangemagazine.com, Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com.
8: I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong.
6: Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the
3: use of alcohol and other drugs.
9: I think having faith in God is a big
4: part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking.
3: Smoking, if you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. How do you know your child loves you? When he calls and he says, "Uh, Dad, why don't we uh, go fishing? It's very simple, but it, it really counts. They
6: make a song up and they come into our bedroom and say, we made a song, and will you listen?
3: Our next me? oldest daughter came to me with tears in her eyes, and she said, Daddy, I just thank you for coming home every night when we were growing up. My out. son
8: does the nicest things. When he's playing outside, he'll come in and just give me a hug and run right back outside. My daughter goes to the same high school that I'm the registrar at, and I'll go into my office after the bell has rung, and there's a note on my desk. And it'll usually say, Mom, I love you. I'm thinking about you. And I
9: think of my boy that uh, we finally got him through graduation. and He came up to me and said, I made it. Thanks. Family, isn't it about time? That's all I said. And that meant everything to me. From the
3: Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
0: With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: So back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you about an article that's in World Net Daily. The conservatives are rallying, and this is their agenda. Here's the single most important thing Biden can do to counter uh, Don, um, Vladimir Putin. We can open it up to energy independence, and we can bring forth American energy, and we can guarantee independence to these other nations. That's the conservative counterpart to the Joe Biden-let's sanction. I agree with Dr. Scott Bradley. Neither of them are viable solutions if government controls it. However, I would back up the point and say, look, free markets are valuable. Let's have the federal government in the United States get rid of, divest itself of all of its land that it has no authority to hold in the first place. Let's let the private sector take care of business and put our products and services and everything else on the free market. And let's let the free market peacefully take us out of a war crisis. Even the agenda that the conservatives are promoting right now, this idea that Joe Biden could be, hit you know, you could have, instead of the Russian government be the control factor, it would be the United States to be the control factor. All that's wrong-headed. But the point, if taken properly carried out, could be correct, Dr. Bradley.
2: That you're on mute, sir. No, start over. Okay, okay the, uh, are, are we okay here The sound? Yep, sound you're live. Okay. You're good now. You're just muted and okay, talking, and I wanted you to start over. You're good. Okay, well, the, uh, uh, the, the impression that everybody has nowadays is government involvement, which is, is wrong altogether. I and agree they, and that's was, what they're pitching by the way Dr. Bradley and that's why I brought it up. The the uh, United States was energy independent 2 years ago. We were a net exporter of energy. We, we all that's been shut down since the Sleepy Joe took uh well his cadre of uh, comrades took uh, control. Uh they've shut down our energy independence and now we're importers. We're on the end of the chain that uh, that's uh, you know and and there's we can look at who Qui bono? Who benefits on this, too? uh, To see where the real uh, loyalties are with those that have pulled this off. But the point of the matter is that uh, we can set the example. We can teach uh, by principle. We don't have to use the sword to convert concept. People don't have to accept our free and liberty ways. And here's here's what uh, John Quincy Adams said. America has abstained from interference in the concerns of others, even when the conflict has been for principles to which she clings. She goes not abroad in search of monsters to destroy. She is the well-wisher to the freedom and independence of all. She is the champion and vindicator only of her own. See, we have a wrong-headed approach to almost everything. Government involvement, treaty involvement, this... Uh, we could we could give you many quotations about us staying away from entangling alliances and these things which draw us into war, unconstitutionally and improperly, where there is no justification for it, and and uh, these eternal wars that uh, that everybody's involved in does not have to be our problem, and and we can go about our business and people can look to us and say wait 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 they they got a pretty good thing over there. I wonder how you get that. We don't have to go conquer anybody or to by the force of a bayonet or anything like that. People can watch and observe and see the benefit and the value. Americans at one point were welcome all over the world. Uh, there was no such thing as an ugly American, really. I mean, well, there may have been really physically ugly, but the fact of the matter is that they were respected and, and uh, the principles that America was living by. The rest of the world was in awe of what we had. And now, and and I can tell you this from personal conversations wherein other people's citizenry have sat with me and told me, the perception is that America is a bully. America is going to get its way. America is going to push its agenda. It's going to uh, be this forceful uh, effort throughout the but it's a bully peddling the
1: wrong principles too, dr bradley
2: well it is if you're if you're forcing people it's compulsion it's not freedom it's satan's plan and and that's where we are right now every time we have a government involvement in something they're not supposed to be there are certain areas of responsibility that a general government should have certain areas a state government should have but none else their purpose is to preserve god-given rights and within the realm of the limits and bounds established constitutionally, the consult uh, the con- the consent of the governed is required, and the right of the people to alter their government is inherent in everything that happens. And and so, uh, those that hold office take an oath to operate within the limits and bounds of the contract that was agreed to by the people of the states when they ratified it. And nothing that's going on now. This offering of America's oil to save the Europeans. Not, you, know, you know what? There's, there's economic things that the businesses may engage in, but, but this sanction of governments, governments picking and choosing. You look under the Obama administration. They picked and chose um, succeed, successions of uh, success in energy when, when they said we're going to give billions of dollars to this industry that couldn't stand on its own two feet. That isn't government's role, just like it's not government's role. And that's why I'm
1: highlighting these conservatives in World Net Daily and and, and on the mainstream talking heads. you got conservatives that are pitching, in my opinion, just another perverted way to destroy free economics, to destroy the free enterprise. It's fascist as opposed to socialist is all. And what we need to realize— They are both poison, without a doubt. But the constitutionalists, different from the conservatives, would say, hey, I agree. Let us put our energy on the market. But let's not have it led by government. Let's have government divest itself of the land that it has no authority to hold in the first place. And let's let the American people use the free market to truly play on the national stage the free enterprise way. Let's use the economic engine the founders had, which is not what's being proposed by the conservatives. So I'm not advocating you know, for the conservatives' agenda. I'm just highlighting that they're
2: wrong, too, Dr. Bradley. You're you're correct in your assessment of that. And, and let's go to the land issue for just a minute. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17 specifies that general government may have 64,000 acres. 64,000 acres, my friend. And that's it. And then they can have other buildings and forts and arsenals and... Uh, in magazines and so on that are ceded to it by the agreement of the states. But there is nothing in there that says the general government should own the land. Be, uh, it's uh, Stop for a minute and think. Again, I mentioned Thursday night I did a, no, it was Wednesday night, I did a uh, uh, radio program up in Alaska. In Alaska, they, that vast state has only 1% of that vast land mass available for private ownership. Now, if you look at the very definition of communism by Karl Marx, this is the guy that wrote the book, if you will. He says that it can be summed up in one sentence, abolition of private property. Well, so in Alaska, if only 1% of the land is available for private ownership, I think you could make the argument that Alaska is 99% communist. And in Utah, for example, if you consider the... the uh, General government's ownership, as well as state government, as well as municipalities. Utah's about 80%. It's just under 80% communist, by Marx's definition. And so what we have is, is a complete violation of the Americanist uh, concept of freedom and the people being able to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. You know, this idea of the general welfare. Uh, they're, they're completely walking away. From what general welfare is it's good government good government that that is there to to be to create a predictable stable environment in which people can pursue their lives Uh, you know you you can be get married you can have children you can start a business you can run a farm whatever but if one percent is all that's available in alaska for those usage you don't have good government and so the constitution that they wrote now there's some discussion about them running wanting to rewrite their own Constitution, and or uh, they did not get what was promised them in the 1950s. I I'd, And that's another whole big discussion in regards to uh, how they were shoehorned into some things that violates the cause of liberty, too. But, but that's where we are now. The big government that controls everything is where there's a big push. And, and what was in that article you mentioned with World Net Daily, was, was really just another big government solution. You know, fascism really is just a merging or a, a collaboration of corporate and government. And that's, and, and that's, that's why I'm highlighting
1: doing. it, because I want people to understand, you know what, even when the conservatives, some of them might mean well, but they say, here's the single most important thing that Biden can do. Okay, and then they go on. Well, what about the single most important thing Biden can do is get out of the way. Get rid of government property that's not really government property. It's just controlled by government illegally, wrongfully, immorally. And get out of the way and let the free market take on the world. Let the American people go to work and show what a real economic engine can do. That's what we did in our founding era, and that's why we became the envy of the world, Dr. Bradley. Anything short of that is dishonest manipulation of land and
2: money it truly is and and what is now americanist to most people including those that claim the title of conservatism which i hate those liberal and conservative things because in classical sense they don't fit what's reality but but we can debate that another time perhaps but the fact of the matter is what is you know the rush limbaugh ish and the sean hannity ish jargon that's out there today that the people that claim to be conservatives really are fostering something that that vastly differs from what the American founding fathers were encouraging and we need to go back and understand the limits and bounds and the the purpose of government and and Americans don't today we've we've been indoctrinated so thoroughly by the education system well the indoctrination system I guess you could call it the government schools have taught us so thoroughly the government involvement in everything is the only way to go. And and it is the, the basis of destroying our true individual God-given rights. So that's what we're always fostering, going back to that original intent. The, you know, social, the
1: socialist agenda of Biden and the fascist agenda of this former, you know, uh, employee of Donald Trump, whether you choose socialist or fascist, both roads lead you
2: straight to hell. If the Hegelian dialectic worked to perfection, Dr. Bradley. Well, it is indeed. And the Hegelian dialectic is, is a concept that says you take two opposing views, you mash them together, and you supposedly come out with a better thing. No, sometimes if you have a multiple guess test, A, B, C, or D, all four proposed answers are wrong. And you need to go back to the original answer that was offered. We have a back trail to that. If we're wise enough to go study it out, discover it, and apply it, we will again become the greatest, freest, strongest, most happy, most prosperous, most respected nation on the earth instead of where we're right now being looked at as a bully. And ladies and gentlemen,
1: that's why we have Dr. Bradley on your radio. His goal, his lifelong goal in Collegiate Series to match, to preserve the nation, to restore the republic freedomsrisingsun.com for more details and to catch his webinars and a whole lot more dr bradley thank you so much sir you bet glad to get together and let's stay healthy we need all the friends we can get amen to that libertyroundtable.com lovingliberty.net donate liberally it's the only time we believe in liberalism (laughs) we declare this nation shall endure god save the republic
0: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is a broadcast for, wow, it's already February the 25th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, the blueprint for liberty is the key to the solutions. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. I want to skip the recap because we just don't have time. We've got such an incredible topic. And so much to discuss relating to this topic. We're just going to kick in and start now. Chris Carlson, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir.
9: Welcome back, Sam. Good to be here. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in that fight, Sam. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir.
1: Chris always does a wonderful job, ladies and gentlemen, putting together a little bit of an allegory oftentimes a poignant anecdote, etc., to help you understand the topic we will be discussing. Let's start out with that, Chris.
9: Yeah, the allegory of the post turtle, Sam. So when you are driving down a country road and you see a turtle pursed on top of a fence post, right away, you know three things. Number one, he doesn't belong there. Number two, he didn't get there by himself. And number three, Sam, as long as he is up there, he is not in control of the situation. So does this sound familiar?
1: <laughs> it sounds very familiar, and there's a lot of things out of place in America today. Part of the problem, though, is you got to ask questions. You say, well, I know the turtle doesn't belong there. Uh, that's right. I know it didn't get there itself. That's also right. I get that, but I don't know who put it there, and I don't know why, right?
9: Well, there, there are always motives behind Actions that uh, people in very powerful positions uh, take, and um, a lot of times, well, most of the time, they're selfish. Uh, there's a lot of money backing them, or there are threats threatening them uh, with uh, negative consequences if they don't follow through on what they promise to do, in exchange for a life of of wealth and popularity so i did that i'm, I'm specifically talking that, that's about... factual
1: oftentimes though it's sometimes it's a threat uh sometimes it's you want to get rich and you want to be wealthy but oftentimes it has to do with a power play uh, as well or the other times it relates to the secret combination thereof oftentimes the secret combination they don't want to be found out for what the, else they're doing you may you might see a couple of things on the surface they don't want to tie that to what's happening behind the scenes And the banking cartel, the Rothschilds and others, have been like that forever. You know what? They control the world's banks, the world's money, everything else. And we talked about that with Brian Rust a little bit yesterday, you know, where basically, hey, you know what? We don't know what's going on, but we know that there's a problem here, right? So we talked about, for example, the Feds and Yellen advancing new policies to only go for digital currency and reject paper money. Remember, a cashless society is serious, but that's 100 plus years after we created the Federal Reserve in secret on Jekyll Island in the first place. How can we fight against a cashless society? Well, listen to this quote. I care not who controls a nation's political affairs so long as I control her currency. Mayor Anchel Rothschild. Now, let me say that quote again. I care not who control a nation's currency. I'm sorry, I care not who controls a nation's political affairs, so long as I control her currency. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. And you kind of understand what we'll be discussing today. I'm gonna to say the quote one more time. I care not who controls a nation's political affairs, so long as I control her currency, Rothschild. And you look at that, and this dovetails very nicely into the discussion today so keep this allegory of the fence post or i'm sorry of the post turtle keep that in mind as we go into the details on this issue just as turtles do not climb posts and perch them perch themselves on top people don't come out of nowhere create multi-million dollar organizations get a ton of free media coverage and then just disappear into the ether that doesn't happen either Chris
9: no sir and we're talking specifically today Sam about BLM's millions unaccounted for after leaders quietly jump ship now you've got um, three leaders or three um, uh, co-founders of black lives matter we're talking about Patrice Cullors. we're talking about Alicia Garza and we're talking about uh, Opal Tometi and these three black women I'm looking at a picture of them right now as we speak uh about eight and a half years ago created what is known as Black Lives Matter, allegedly. Now, I don't believe that for a minute, Sam, as you know, because uh, now, uh, eight and a half years after the creation of Black Lives Matter, they're nowhere to be found. Now, why would they just jump ship? Why would they abandon a corporation? Well, it's not a corporation, excuse me, um, a social justice organization that is capitalized at this point to the tune of $60 million. Nobody wants to touch... The levers of power in black lives matter today and it's a, a mystery why would somebody walk away from an organization and Patrice colors by the way if you'll recall maybe you reported on this uh, last summer um, or late spring went on a real estate spending binge and spent an estimated three point two billion dollars on real estate in California and in the Bahamas do you remember reporting on that
1: yeah that's all true where the money yeah. comes from is beyond imagination since she doesn't have the financial ties, huh? Or does she, right?
9: Yep, and, and at about that point, I guess that was May of last year, Sam, um, she took off, and she hasn't been heard from since. So she walked away from a $60 million organization that has some really interesting ties, and we'll get into that. Matter um, of fact, let's, let's, let's get into that right now. So, here are all the ties that Black Lives Matter has. Uh, they have an org- and these are all separate organizations, by the way. Some of them are, th- are 501c3 organizations, some not so much. Uh, but they're all so called charitable, non governmental organizations. So, here we go with the list uh, BLM PAC, uh, a Los Angeles based jail reform group uh, called Dignity and Power Now. Uh, Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, Thousand Currents, um, let's see, the uh, the George Soros Funded Tides Fund, and probably a host of other organizations. And if you added up all the capitalization of all these organizations, it would be well over a billion dollars. And these are sp- supposedly uh, social reform movements that are, that are supposed to uh, uh, have the interest of their... Uh, clients or their constituents at heart. Yet the, the three social warriors who founded the, um, the main foundation that we're talking about today, BLM, they've all jumped ship and they, they have refused uh, uh, appeals for interviews and for answering their telephone calls and they're nowhere to be found. And the remaining people within the organization, who uh, Patrice Cullors actually appointed to executive positions when she left, they don't answer phone calls. They don't want to get anywhere near the levers of power within the organization, Sam. And I can't, well, I'm, I was about to say I can't figure it out. I, I can figure out, it out. These, uh, this organization has become toxic. Its reputation is now tarnished because of all the death and destruction uh, that has been um, visited upon uh, major American cities as a result of their activities. And I don't blame them for jumping ship, uh, but it, just, it all just seems very odd to me uh, that now Black Lives Matter, uh, they won't answer phone calls. Their, um, the location that they uh, gave the IRS as their headquarters, uh, reporters have gone there and the security guard uh, at the front gate says, we don't know anything about Black Lives Matter. As far as I know, it's never existed at this location. So now let me stop of, you right there, Chris, because uh, this mystery. is critical.
1: The IRS was lied to about their address, their location, all right? You've got a situation where these people disappear into the ether, supposedly. You have a situation where you got to ask the question, would you walk away from $60 million? How about $21 billion? Can you connect the dots and start to see? The big picture BLM has millions of unaccounted for dollars after leaders jumped ship. Andrew Kerr writes an article about this. Washington Examiner also highlights millions of dollars unaccountable or unaccounted for I should say after leaders quietly jumped ship Washington Examiner. So there's a lot of people starting to dig into this. They say no one appears to be in charge at Black Lives Matter for months. The address it lists on tax forms is wrong, as you point out. And the charity's two board members will not say who controls the $60 million bankroll. Now, here's, in my opinion, the reality here. The government, if you and I had five bucks out of line with the IRS and lied on our address... We would probably be arrested. The FBI would be on board with the IRS looking into this, drilling down like nobody's business, Chris. But right now, you don't see any of that. You see the government with really, literally, a hands-off approach. And I'll tell you part of the reason why. Because remember, back in the summer, last summer, big business was in bed with Black Lives Matter. Big business partnered with and funded Black Lives Matter. Where are they now? Not saying a word. Where's the government now? Not saying a word, not digging into it. They're too busy making sure you got a mask on. You see what I'm talking about? Chris Carlson, Sam Bushman, back in seconds. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live.
4: And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org.
5: Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Can you connect the dots and see the big picture? We're talking about Black Lives Matter's millions of unaccounted for dollars after leaders jump ship. Andrew Kern. now remember, as I mentioned last summer and everything else, Black Lives Matter was the cat's meow of big business. You had corporations dumping money into black lives matter big time i reported that in 2021 for example i think it was black lives matter got 90 million dollars all right and you look at the allegory of the post turtle and you go how did that sucker get on the post well why would it be up there in the first place all right people don't come out of nowhere create billions of dollars millions of dollars get in bed with big business and then disappear and now chris and i want to mention this again the government seems to have a hands-off approach you don't see the irs or the fbi cranking up investigations to go after these people at all you don't see that one bit and so where did this money come from what you got to do is follow the money where did this money come from and how did big business decide to get in bed with this uh, heinous group in the first place this group that literally peddles communist principles as their guidelines go look at their websites ladies and gentlemen there's anti-family anti-God, anti-country as it gets. Their goal, Alessa Garza, and I've reported on her before uh, many times. Alisa Garza, I should say. Um, you know, she's one of the founders. She literally said, hey, our goal is to disrupt and destroy society. Flat out. Okay. But you know what? Where does the money coming from? How does big business get involved in this? And it really looks to us like money laundering, has got to be the case. But who's going to follow the money? Who's going to get to the bottom of it? Not your justice department, not your FBI, not your big business, not your homeland security. Never mind they publicly said they want to destroy the country. Okay? It's a hands-off approach, Chris. That, if you want to connect the dots, tells you more than you need to know.
9: Yeah, and I don't know everything... All the details behind why people are jumping ship in this situation I do know that there's a lot of toxicity that has been garnered over the the, the past few years but I will say this Sam and this is kind of you know the theme of the show today is can you connect the dots and start to see the big picture we don't need to see the the big picture all the, all of a sudden we just need to start to see and come into focus the fact that things just are not right in this country We're going to get into the $21 that you referred to uh, earlier in a little more detail at the head of the government. So people in this country really need to come to grips, Sam, with the realization that organizations like BLM, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and even so-called conservative groups like the Proud Boys and the Three Percenters are not grassroots organizations as they would like you to think. I cannot tell you all the characters behind these front organizations, but a few names like George Soros, David Rockefeller, Henry Kessinger, and Susan Rosenberg, who we will get to a little later, come to mind. We don't need to know all of the players, Sam, at this point. What we do need to know is that there are very powerful forces pushing these agendas. Marxism has never been a bottom-up grassroots agenda as they would like you to think. Self-respecting, working-class people intuitively know that this sort of a system never works. The, reasons, or the reason that subversive movements like BLM are controlled from the top down is because it is not a share the wealth program so much as it is a consolidate the wealth program into the hands of the elitist uh, who control those programs. Once power to control bad behavior is consolidate, consolidated into the hands of politicians and bureaucrats for good, it is always abused by the same for the selfish and evil ends. And so that's the picture that I'm trying to paint here, even though I cannot tell you every one of the players involved.
1: Well, we don't need to tell you every one of the players involved. What we need to do is call on great investigative teams to dig into the money, dig into who controls the money. Somehow, and this is where the government, in my opinion, has a problem. They're in bed with Black Lives Matter and protecting them. How long would it take if we can find out Russian banks and shut them down and Withhold money and lock bank accounts around the world and stop quote terrorists How come we don't know who controls the bank account where black lives matter money is this is very simple Even if you don't know how the money got there. That's another, you know discussion, but you can say well, what account is it in? And who controls that account in America if you have banks setting up accounts ladies and gentlemen where you don't know who the owner of the account is, can you say money laundering? So either it's money laundering and they really can't trace the money and Black Lives Matter is better than the terrorists around the world or the government is simply not doing its proper job uh, on this one. So you gotta look at that and ask some serious questions. Is there an account with money in it for Black Lives Matter? If so, have we located it? If we haven't, why not? You're telling me we can stop the biggest terrorists in the world? and control their money, and literally sanction other governments around the world and control their money, but we can't control or discover who accounts for the money for Black Lives Matter? How? Hey, man, that turtle's on the fence post. I don't know anything about it. I'm just telling you it doesn't belong there. Well, hmm. the government really can't know who put it up there? That money is in those bank accounts, ladies and gentlemen. Do you see the parallel? You know three things with the turtle and with the money in the bank accounts. What are they? One, doesn't belong there. Two, it didn't get there by itself. Right? And three, you know what? Who put it there then? You got to ask those serious, fundamental questions. Would you walk away from $120 billion? The Black Lives Matter group now, the two people that are still kind of tied to the organization, if you will, will not say who controls their money. Okay? Okay? Think about that for a minute. What does that mean? How come they're not arrested?
9: They won't say who controls their $60 million bankroll? And they don't want control over it for some reason, Sam. And that that's kind of mysterious, don't you think?
1: Well, it's I mean, not only even... mysterious, but it, it asks the question. So you're telling me, and, and this is where, again, we need real investigative drill-in on this. So you're telling me that you're with an organization, and you can't tell me who controls the bank. Who provides your paycheck? Or do you get a paycheck? Are you just on there for free? And if you're on there for free, then how are you making a living? Are you just independently wealthy? You're just some black chick that's independently wealthy on there or whatever? Okay, it doesn't make any sense. And it would not be hard to dig into their finances and figure out where are they getting money from. Somebody's writing them a check somebody's ACH transferring money into their account somebody if you find a private investigator is giving them cash I don't know what or how or where or who I just know that turtle doesn't belong on that post and I'm telling you we need to discover how it got there and why it's there who put it there that's what we need to discover now the Black Lives Matter fundraising there has been a little bit of digging done not by your government but by great investigative reporters it's handled by a group, the fundraising for Black Lives Matter, by a group that is
9: tied to convicted terrorists. Right, Chris? Yep, it's because Black Lives Matter, yeah, because Black Lives as I mentioned, is not a 501c3 charitable organization, but Thousand Currents, which um, is partially funded by George Soros, is a 501c3 organization. So they're tax-exempt. So they are actually... The, uh, the contributor or the uh, fundraising arm for Black Lives Matter. And it is run, at least in part, by a woman by the name of Susan Rosenberg. And let me just read a little bit about Susan. So Susan Ro- Rosenberg is a member of the board of directors for the left-wing Thousand Currents Group, which I said was uh, partially funded by George Soros, which, by extension, is funded by the Rothschild banking family and the usual suspects that we've covered. Okay, so Susan Rosenberg, who handles the intake of donations made to Black Lives Matter, is a convicted terrorist. Okay? She was sentenced to 58 years. Now think years about that for a minute,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Susan sits on the board for Thousand Currents, and she's a convicted terrorist. Thousand Currents and others are the groups put in charge of fundraising for Black Lives Matter. Can you connect the dots and start to see the big picture, ladies and gentlemen? Yep. Millions of unaccounted for dollars, supposedly. So, Fundraising handled by group with convicted terrorists on its board. Now, that's the Washington Examiner document in that piece, just so you know. Chris?
9: Yeah, and nobody reads. I shouldn't say that. That's kind of cruel. Not. I mean, if this was the New York Times, maybe it would get a little more coverage. Or a little more um, awareness okay so yeah she's a convicted terrorist let me tell you a little bit about her Rosenberg had been a member of the radical leftist revolutionary military group known as the May 19th communist organization and that was affiliated with the Weather Underground which most of us have heard about and we'll continue on the other side of the break you got it
1: ladies and gentlemen hard-hitting talk at your fingertips I'm telling you right now pay attention to what we're telling you black lives matter Tied to terrorism, tied to communism, and more. And the government does nothing. And big business in America partners with them. You and I criticism and we're called racist, right?
0: Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
6: The fog of war dominates Russia's aggression against its Ukrainian neighbor. Reports out of Eastern Europe have made one thing clear, death and destruction is taking place. Russian President Vladimir Putin has taken to TV to threaten any other nation that interferes.
7: For those who could be
4: tempted to intervene from outside, whoever tries to hinder us, and even more so, to create threats to our country, to our people, should know that Russia's response will be immediate and it will lead you to such consequences that you have never encountered in your history.
6: President Biden is taking to TV to impose
2: sanctions. We have purposefully designed these sanctions to maximize the long-term impact on Russia and to minimize the impact on the United States and our allies.
6: Thursday's sanctions are aimed at crippling the Russian economy, its financial institutions and its access to technology. USA Radio News.
7: Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Collegard is right for you. Or visit collegard.com.
4: I'm in.
6: Major League Baseball is playing hardball with the Players Union as the season looms.
7: Major League Baseball has stated they will begin canceling regular season games if the league and Major League Baseball Players Association can't come to terms on a new collective bargaining agreement by Monday. The games will not be made up and players would not be paid full season salaries. Major League Baseball said a deadline is a deadline. Missed games are missed games and salaries will absolutely not be paid for those games. It is the first time Major League Baseball has publicly said it would shorten the season if a new deal isn't reached by the deadline. Citing health concerns, the league said it wants about four weeks of spring training, hence its Monday deadline. Opening day was initially scheduled for March 31st. The sides remain far apart on a new agreement. The union is likely to pull expanded playoffs off the table if players can't be paid for a full season salary. From the USA Radio News Washington Bureau, I'm John Hunt.
6: We are USA Radio News.
1: Live and on your radio, Sam Bushman Chris Carlson, breaking it down like nobody's business. Can you connect the dots, ladies and gentlemen, and see the bigger picture? It's a serious question that we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, all throughout this hour, because it's really important that you understand what's going on. What are we talking about? We're talking about Black Lives Matter. Literally millions of dollars unaccounted for. After leaders quietly jumped ship, Andrew Kerr with the article doing a great job. We're talking about following the money. We're talking about accountability. No one seems to have been in charge at Black Lives Matter for months, they say. The address it lists on tax forms is wrong. And the charity's two board members will not say who controls its $60 million bankroll. But they got way more than $60 million too. The question is, how much money do they really have? And nobody knows that answer, supposedly, either. Okay. This convicted terrorist, Susan... Uh, what's your last name, Chris? Susan... Ro-
9: Rosenberg.
1: Susan Rosenberg. Rosenberg. A very interesting last name I might draw your attention to without giving it too much focus. Uh, she's a convicted terrorist, and she's literally on the board of the group that raises money for Black Lives Matter. So let me ask you a question. Uh, somebody needs to talk to the terrorist, Susan, and say, hey, um, if you're raising money for somebody, do you know who you're raising the money for? Well, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, but you don't raise money without relationships, ladies and gentlemen. You don't put your money-raising skills or whatever you want to say, uh, connections, whatever term you want to use. to. Okay, you don't put that on display without having a confidence in what you're raising money for okay you just don't do that what if you are raising money for terrorists for oh, wait a minute the terrorists are raising the money uh, yeah I get it now see ladies and gentlemen there's a problem here and no one's asking real questions Chris
9: no nobody else and, and nobody's getting the information unless you dig a little deeper than CNN and Fox Sam. that's the problem And people won't do that. And that's a form of idolatry, which we won't get into. But yeah, so, and then I think it's interesting uh, on a couple of different levels that uh, Susan Rosenberg is a convicted, not just a charge, but a convicted terrorist. And she was pardoned, by the way, by Bill Clinton in the waning years of his presidency. She should have still been in jail. She was convicted to 58 years in prison, okay? So, and then I, I pose the... Rhetorical question, have you ever wondered why those in positions of power more often than not are immoral or outright criminals? And then I go on to say, Sam, just consider our past and current presidents. So we all know the criminal activities that Bill and Hillary Clinton engaged in. And then there's the Bush crime family with their past connections to financing the rise of Nazi Germany. You've got Barry Satoro, a.k.a. Barack Obama, uh, who was wrapped up in the Benghazi scandal. Uh, you got Donald Trump with his connections to George Soros, Jeffrey Epstein, and the Rothschild banking interests. And these are all our, our, our past presidents, you know, for the last, what, 20 years. Is this just a coincidence? I pose the rhetorical question. No, the reason that almost all of our leaders are corrupt is because then they can be controlled through blackmail. So that explains why it seems like more often than not, Sam, people in positions of power are always blackmailable because they've always got skeletons in their closet that they don't want dragged out for the public to see. And they know that. And that's why they're they're chosen for the positions that they're chosen for. Anyway. And by the way, the thousands currents, uh, according to the Washington Examiner, uh, did not uh return calls from the Washington Examiner reporters. Just saying, <laughs> which shouldn't surprise you.
1: Now, the real question, though, is why you isn't go the government into, looking uh, into this? Why aren't they looking into this? So you can ask these two leaders that are supposedly still with the organization where their paychecks come from, and you know what? Are you going to really tell me you're going to be on the board of this organization? And you're not going to know or and or admit or tell who is in control of the money? All right. That, to me, is a problem when your fundraiser is already a convicted terrorist. See, the FBI went after all kinds of conservatives relating to January the 6th, relating to the Ammon-Bundy situation, relating to the, um, oh, what's it called? Whatville? Oh, shoot. Um, Charlottesville uh, scenario. And all those people are going to be threatened to be terrorists or whatever. And you okay? And you look at this, and you go, "What on earth?" And now you got to dig into some of the other players as well. Let's talk about Alyssa Garza now, Chris.
9: Okay, Alyssa Garza. She's a doozy. Um, Alicia, Alicia Alicia Garza, one of three co-founders of Black Lives Matter National Organization, has repeatedly talked about how a convicted cop killer and wanted domestic terrorist Joanne Chesimard, also known as Asada Shakur is one of her main inspirations. Now, this is a woman who killed a cop, execution-style, point-blank range with a handgun. And that is one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter's Heroes. Do you want to dig into Asada Shakur? How she? Yeah, uh, I think we
1: should because, listen, Elisa Garza is the one that basically said our goals to destroy America. Remember, I brought her up a little bit earlier on purpose. We've done some reporting on her in the past. Okay, she wants to destroy America. She flat out wants to disrupt society and destroy the country. She flat out says it. She's a mm-hmm. communist, anarchist, I don't know what. But anyway, and now one of her favorite people is this cop-killing lady. All right. Now listen to the details on this lady that's her hero.
9: <clears throat> okay, so she's uh, currently at large. She she escaped uh, prison in 1979. Assad Shakur is currently on the FBI's Most Wanted terrorist list with a one See, and I, and let me board. stop you
1: there i don't believe that though they're letting yeah. her run around free they're, they let her go she might have escaped but we didn't make a serious effort to catch her you're telling me that we can run around and get osama bin laden uh, but yet yeah. we can't get this lady okay i'm not buying it chris i don't buy it it's a lie and this is more evidence that the government's covering this up
9: yep they don't want to get her they don't want to punish the guilty sand you know why because once they start punishing guilty people, then we won't have so many guilty people wanting to assume positions of power, because they'll be afraid for their, their lives and their freedom. I well, agree. Well, they gotta protect the guilty. They gotta protect the guilty. So she escaped from state. prison. Those are the, some of their greatest assets. But yeah, well, she's she from yeah, maybe she's hanging out with Ray Epps somewhere in uh, the Caribbean. Who knows? Maybe on Jeff Jeffrey Epstein's. Uh, Pedophile Island—it's it, just hard to tell. But uh, so Asada, let me let me finish what she did here. Asada Shakur is currently on the FBI's most wanted terrorist list. Uh, a member of the revolutionary extremist group called Black Liberation Army, Shakur is wanted for escaping from prison in New Jersey in 1979. Do you think she had a little help in escaping from prison? I mean, did, do women just escape from prisons uh, that easily? I got a feeling she had some help. They do when they're backed by flat-out anarchists and
1: communists, they do, Chris. (laughs)
9: They they do, they do, unfortunately. Okay, during a traffic stop. In 1973, Shakur and two accomplices were stopped for a motor vehicle violation on the New Jersey turnpike by two New Jersey state police troopers. Shakur was wanted at the time for her role in a number of serious crimes, including bank robbery, and other things, So they opened fire on the officers, injuring one trooper and killing, and his name is Werner Forster, execution style at point-blank range. She was caught and sentenced, but then escaped, making her way to Cuba in 1984. So it sounds like she was at large for about five years, and then I don't know how we weren't able to catch her during that five-year period before she fled to Cuba, but I shouldn't even ask the question. We already know the answer, Sam uh well and again don't tell me
1: don't tell me that we can't get people out of cuba if we need to too you could send a crack sniper team into cuba and you could find her in a heartbeat i'm telling you right now and you could drag her back if you truly chose to there's terms like mark and reprisal in the constitution ladies and gentlemen and there's other ways short of declaring war that can literally take care of criminals uh, like this so let's be very clear don't think for one second that it can't get done you're lying to yourself ladies and gentlemen They can find you for IRS violations, uh, but they can't find any of these Black Lives Matter people. And there's 50 entry points or more that we talk about that relate to this. You know what? Why is Alicia Garza able to literally say, I want to destroy the country and run around free? Why is this lady then able to literally uh, kill someone, go to jail, break free, and now she's just still on the loose and, by golly, we can't find her? Oh, she's in Cuba. Oh, well, she's not in Guantanamo Bay, all right? So you look at this and you just go, wow. Um, when you start to connect the dots or the missing dots, it almost tells you more than if you had all the dots. The government is involved in this to their eyeballs, Chris.
9: Yeah. Yeah, and if they can throw somebody in the jail that was merely in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2020, 2020, um, you know, why can't they find and prosecute these criminals who say these horrible things.
1: You also, you also got to understand, this lady's name is Joanne Chesimert, also known as Asada Shakar. What's up with that
7: and those ties? You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids.
9: You are a racist, your mom is a racist, your dad is a racist, and your entire family is racist, and you should all be punished. That's what Governor Brad Little thinks about you, so much so that he took $30 million of taxpayers' money to force critical race theory down the throats of schoolchildren, even though the Idaho legislature voted against it. This is the doctrine that teaches your children that just because they are white, they are racist. Yes, your governor, good old Brad Little, violated the constitutional law and did this while you weren't watching? Why is Governor Brad Little paying to promote radical leftist doctrine loved by
4: Democrats like Boise Mayor McClain and sleepy Joe Biden? This is Ammon Bundy,
1: and we need to completely reject critical race theory in Idaho.
0: Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, some say Joanne Shacker, a.k.a. this very strange name tied to Islam and everything else, right? This lady, they say, is the first woman on the FBI's most wanted list. Now, back in 1971, she started rejecting her name. She said that Joanne, whatever, was a slave name, and so she wanted to go by this new Shakar name. But understand that, you know what, you've ever heard of rapper Tupac Shakar? Well, I guess that's his aunt. Yeah. Anyway, you're talking Black Liberation Party member. Okay. We're talking about this really, you get these ties to these terrorist organizations. Black power and black, it's a serious issue, Chris.
9: Yeah. And all this behavior is modeling. And let me tell you, I wrote something about modeling. Another aspect of this game is modeling. We tend to look up to people who are in positions of power. We erroneously assume that they got where they are because of hard work and good decision-making. We also assume that people who work hard and make good decisions and achieve success are automatically rewarded with favorable media coverage. We need to come to grips with the fact that media coverage today is for propaganda purposes only, and that's important. Let me repeat that. Media coverage today is for propaganda purposes only. What you are seeing in the media is only what they want you to see, whether the coverage is positive or negative. In the case of Trump, for example, it was negative. Alicia Garza uh, and these other characters, Asada Shakur and all these people that are getting away with these crimes are modeling behavior that they want you to emulate, Sam. And the fact that they get away with it just shows you that, hey, I can get away with that crap, too which um, you usually can if, it's, if, if it subverts the American traditional way of, uh, of society. If it's unc- – anyway, did you want to add to that?
1: Yeah, I do. There is a headline uh, from the New got- York – from the Washington po- – or from NY – the New York Post, I guess this is. All right, and the headline says this. You probably don't even know this, Chris, but here's the point about the media and propaganda. Jet Blue. Apologizes for honoring cop killer in Black History Month display. They literally promoted Joanne Chesimere as a great patriot, and then they got caught at it and were forced to apologize for the boondoggle. Joanne Chesimere, also known as Osada Shakar, was featured in the exhibit, and then one of the uh, one of the flyers. On JetBlue, noticed it and went, "Are you kidding me right now?" There you have it. If you want to talk about media's propaganda, there it goes. They tried to get away with it. Did they do it by mistake? They might claim so. I submit to you that when big business is in bed with these people, it was intentional. What do you say, Chris?
2: Yep.
9: Oh, of course. They're again, they're modeling glorifying that which is anti-American. Uh, anti-Christian, anything anti-good, they want to model that behavior and show how people become successful and popular as a result. And, you know, people, a lot of people live their lives based on what they see in the media, unfortunately. I don't, you know, when I, (laughs) I don't even expose myself to hardly any media. Occasionally we'll watch a movie or, you know, my wife will be watching the news on TV. But I do, I have developed a filter that tells me That this is brainwashing that I'm being subject to. Almost everything on TV that you're exposed to, if it's mainstream media, it is brainwashing, and you need to be aware of that. And the flicker rate sometimes put people in a partial um, trance-like state. I don't know if if you want to get into that. But the, the flicker rates can be manipulated on your TV screen to where you are actually induced into a trance-like condition to where you are much more susceptible to brainwashing. And I'm very careful what, what I expose myself to, and I rarely watch stuff on TV. But um, I would like to talk a little bit about Patrice Colors and some comments you made, and you've probably covered these in the past. Yeah, Sam, before so we this said, end this, this, this topic,
1: though, about um, the Shakar, whatever you want to say her name is. This uh, cop killer uh, is celebrating Black History Month. JetBlue got caught at it. JetBlue's excuse was, oh, we bought a group of posters promoting Black History Month from a third party. We're so sorry. See what I mean by accountability, ladies and gentlemen? You can't even trace the posters now. Right? Nobody wants to get to the bottom of it except for guys like Sam and Chris or very few of us. Anyway, go ahead, sir.
9: Yeah, and, then, and then they scrub it from the Internet. Once the controversy starts, boom, it disappears mysteriously from the Internet. And that's, <laughs> that tells you who's running the Internet. Okay, Patrice Cullors. I think it's important we understand who she is. She made a couple of statements, and, and this did gain a lot of uh, publicity at the time. So I'm trying to look at the date. I think this is around uh, 2014 in an interview with an individual by the name of Jared Ball. She says, when we and this is Patrice Cullors. Uh, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, when we use things like all lives matter or when we say things like our lives matter, what we're really... Uh, neg- we're, that I'm sorry, the English is so horrible, I, I try to correct it, but I, I probably shouldn't. So she says that we're actually negating black life, whether that's intentional or unintentional. So my comment, Sam, on that is... You know, a lot of people say, well, don't all lives matter? And then there's blue lives matter. And, uh, you know, all sorts of different groups, they they matter just as much as black lives. So here's what I say in connection with that, Sam. Here's another dot for you to connect. How did BLM get away with convincing people that all lives matter is offensive to blacks and racist and is racist? I had a family member try to explain this to me. To this day, I still can't figure out how being inclusive is actually being exclusive. And think about the irony of that statement. So uh, being inclusive by saying all lives matter, Sam, is somehow exclusive and offensive to black people. And they've convinced us to that. Like I said, a family member and I had this discussion. And that family member, whose name I won't divulge, was convinced that saying all lives matter is actually racist. And that's one of the statements that Patrice Culler said in this interview. Another she said, and this is... uh, Very telling. We actually do have an ideological frame. Myself and Alicia, Alicia Garza, in particular, are trained organizers. We are trained Marxists. And if that doesn't make the hair on the back of your neck stand up, it should. They are trained Marxists, and they admit it.
1: But what your government does is they go after people like Hammond Bundy, and then after two years of abuse, guilty of nothing. They go after Donald Trump and claim he has ties to Russia. Russia. Two years out, you know, hey, tied to nothing. They go after guys like me and you, ladies and gentlemen. Had we made a mistake and appeared at the January 6th event, would be under the gun now. They're literally letting these terrorists go. They're not tracing the money. They're protecting them for some reason, okay? This is serious business. Another aspect of this game, ladies and gentlemen, that we got to get to before the end of the hour is modeling, Chris.
9: yes modeling so they, they they hold up some of the most disgusting vile anti-american anti-christian uh, f- people like the ones we just talked about um, did you want to talk about an individual in particular because anybody you like sir all in the same category and they and they glorify them uh, bill clinton you know was the first was the first president for example who openly admitted to an extramarital relationship, and they began. We began on the path of accepting immoral leaders in our country, uh, and tried to dichotomize their behavior from the fact that, hey, the economy is roaring along. You know, why bug him about his personal life? That's between him and his wife. Um, and then we modeled that behavior, and all of a sudden, you know, it was no big deal for national leaders to have extramarital affairs. Uh, with Black Lives Matter. And I know you and Lowell have talked about this. When you turn on the TV nowadays, which, I like I said, I rarely do, Sam, it's all black people. And I, I have nothing against talented black actors, you know, making a name for themselves, making a career for themselves. But it's almost as if their they're, they're interface saying, hey, you know, white people – you you for the last 400 years you've oppressed these people and now you get your comeuppance you have to be exposed to you know in movies and commercials and everything in the media uh, they're they're just saying hey now it's our turn now it's black's turns you're getting your comeuppance um we're we're settling the score with you and um well, go ahead, Sam. Did you want to? Con- well, I want to talk about that-
1: modeling a little bit more to understand we tend to look up to people that are in positions of power, and we're kind of deceived that that's the ideal. That's what this modeling idea is. You mentioned Bill Clinton as a great example. I want to mention this one Shakar lady in this poster. It pointed her out as a civil rights activist. It also said, quote, many people believe Shakar to be a political champion who is innocent against the accusations against her. Wait a minute now. She was a convicted cop killer. There wasn't accusations. She had a jury trial and everything else, but this poster just lies and uses modeling to make her out to be the queen of freedom. Okay? Now you take Donald Trump as well, because we're not interested in just attacking one side here, ladies and gentlemen. We're interested in telling the truth. Donald Trump has been put up. Barack Obama has been put up. Almost as like Christ-like figures. They're going to save us. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, there's only one King Jesus, and that's the only King I'll ever accept, and it's the only real Savior there ever will be. So this modeling is a deceptive way that they manipulate us into supporting their agenda or leaving people alone, saying, oh, you know what? Leave Lisa Garza alone, or Alicia Garza alo- leave, uh, alone. Leave Shakar alone. Don't, don't go after Black Lives Matter. If you do, you're a racist kind of an idea. But, ladies and gentlemen, Black Lives Matter and the financing they have is built by big business in partnership with your silent government. And your government, whether they're just silent or whether they're participating in a higher level, I can't say. But I can say this. They're going to go after you for not wearing a mask. They're going to go after you for not getting a shot and destroy your finances, destroy your whole career. But yet, if you're one of these terrorists and communists and black lives matter advocates and everything else they're gonna back you till the cows come home and there's zero accountability are you starting to connect the dots yet chris
9: yeah i started a long time ago and i want america the rest of america at least a majority so we have a voting block to start connecting these dots and don't forget donald trump can i just add this one thing about donald trump now donald trump has been regarded as this brutish rude insensitive figure that was not by accident, Sam. That is by design. They want to caricature conservatives as rude, insensitive, brutish—you uh, know, just buffoon-type figures.
1: Disrespectful, so unkind, irreverent.
9: Irreverent—all those uh, those uh, adjectives. They want to associate with, and then we were forced to accept him because he was our only hope, right? <laughs> Either that, or Hillary Clinton, or Joe Biden.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. It is shocking what's going on in America today. We've done more research and more documentation of these terrorists tied to Black Lives Matter than it looks like the government has done. Maybe they need to listen to Liberty Roundtable Live to get kind of the starting point so they can do the due diligence to root out true terrorists and con artists among us. Are we doing their work for them? I guess so. Chris, thank you so much. Last word's yours.
9: Yes, sir. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord, Sam, but we need to be engaged in that fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving Americans everywhere, continuing our duties, sir. Thank you so
1: much. We declare this nation shall endure. For Sam and Chris, God save the Republic of the United States of America.